0: Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU. And right now,
1: a bunch of news updates. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. Also news updates. <laughs> I'm Pete. Also, last name news updates. And
0: (laughs) (laughs) on this episode, we are going to be talking down some big stories that are happening in the world of Marvel. Well, at least one big story happening in the world of Marvel. And this is a huge one. And frankly, I don't think people realize exactly how huge or big of a deal this is. Yeah that Victoria Alonso has exited Marvel Studios. This is a story that's been trucking along. I imagine by the time we get this podcast up, frankly, the story will have gone through a bunch more iterations and more stuff will come out. But as we're talking about it right now, this broke through the Hollywood Reporter, Uh, Victoria Alonso, if you don't know, is basically one of the original three people of the MCU. She goes back to Iron Man, the original movie, along with Louis Desposito. Really? Yeah. Victoria Alonso, Louis Desposito, and Kevin Feige were basically these like, main three producers that shepherded the whole MCU. And everybody thinks about it as Kevin Feige is like, I'm this lone guy that kept it going. It's certainly, like he's the face of it. The but face,
1: yeah. Th- there are. Like the A team, he's the face.
0: Exactly And Victoria Alonso Is the Mr. T I never watched that show Is that accurate Justin? Oh my god You yeah. never yeah, watched yeah, yeah. the show yeah. I, don't I don't know, know. They were no. in a van I don't like vans They're creepy What so That was one of the coolest fans Of all time no Alex thanks.
1: you're gonna You're gonna hear a noise In your living room one night And walk out there And it's gonna be Pete With A-Team eight, with eight DVDs And being like <laughs> Buckle up motherfucker We're riding <laughs> on this For the next eight <laughs> hours
0: So Victoria Alonso was one of those essentially original three. She grew over the years to become, I believe... The official title in the past couple of years was VP of VFX and Physical Production. So basically the way that it worked out is while Kevin Feige was, you know, talking to the artists and running the creative and doing all that sort of stuff, Luis Desposito was the guy who was dealing with the money people. He was talking to the investors. He was talking to the advertisers and things like that. And Victoria Alonso was the person who was basically like, Post production and pre production is all her, so she's the person. Particularly how Marvel works, and a lot of this has come out in the past couple of days. More specifically, that they're like the second they say, "Hey, we're going to make uh, Doctor Strange of the Multiverse of Madness," she's like, "Great, what does this look like? We're going to start designing sets. We're going to start designing props. We're going to animatic out the sequences. All of this stuff," and she's the person who is leading that charge now. And there's a lot of information we need to put out there, so we am going to try to put it out up front. But as you're probably all aware, over the past couple of months, there's been a lot of things that have come out very negatively about VFX in the press, where the VFX yeah. artists are talking about how they've been insanely overworked. Marvel gives them changes at the last second, doesn't seem to know what they want. And fans have been responding pretty negatively as well, particularly to the last couple of movies and TV shows, in terms of how they look. So Ostensibly, And there's a guy named Chris Lee who's been doing a lot of reporting about this over at Vulture who came out immediately after it was announced she was exiting that was like, yeah, the VFX people hate her. Like They hate her. They think she's yeah. a tyrant. She is, doesn't know – she's the person who is behind all of this. And then we've heard that all of these – seems a little – Well, this is the thing. And this is the thing that makes it tough to parse is on the opposite end of the spectrum, we've heard a lot of other things about people who are like – well, first of all, she's amazing, particularly she's been a huge champion of women in the industry to the point yep. that they just released, I think, a week or two ago, this whole documentary series about women of Marvel that she was yeah. prominently featured in. So she's been very big on that. And she's pushed, also,
1: yeah. I think it was her project sort of the whole time. Yeah, right? exactly.
0: And she is also, um, uh, she's a queer woman of color is the other thing, and openly queer, so like that's a rarity in this industry, particularly yeah. at that level. Um, So there's a lot of other people who would push back and be like, no, these VFX artists are just men who don't like a woman telling them what to do. So there's a lot of behind-the-scenes scuttlebutt going on and a lot of back-and-forth and a lot of reporting about it. Um, but the big deal here is she is gone. And um, I think I've certainly heard from people that it was not like, well, I'm leaving Marvel Studios. It was she was fired, and she was fired for ridiculous reasons like they kind of made up an excuse Mm. to fire her behind the scenes essentially to make her into a fall guy you know
1: to be like which happens
0: yes these movies have been have been doing well particularly quantum mania didn't do uh, to be generous not nearly what they needed to be doing and so somebody needed to take the blame and she was the one that took the blame so uh, go ahead justin
1: Well, I was going to say, like, when I read this story and saw that she was, um, sort of the high end post producer for, for the MCU, I was like, okay, that's been a problem point for uh, a long time. A pain point is the corporate terminology. So I do think, I think that may be why, but also it's strange to me, like, you don't need a fall guy, a fall person that high. You -hmm. could find someone lower to be like, you are in charge of, Phase five uh, post or like anything or just the Ant-Man post, whatever, like whatever needed to go. Like if you need to like sacrifice someone, it could be someone lower than her. But the other thing I thought is from a VFX point of view, VFX are changing so much and how they're made and done and the pace at which they're made I think maybe if she is sort of an old guard when it comes to that, maybe they just want to bring in some new energy that can have a different sense of that part of the industry from a, from a top-level point of view. Um, a. B, I also think um, if the way that the DC announcements have come out since James Gunn took over are like, we're going to start to put creative first, writers first. And if her whole thing is like, hey, um, oh, you're going to do Ant-Man? I'll start de- designing the set pieces. That's not how they want to move forward anymore. It's we want to like actually write a script first and then start doing that. So maybe she just is part of an old way of doing things.
0: That definitely seems like, uh, even though it's a very negative thing, a positive way of looking at it. A couple of other things that I'd throw out there just to respond to what you're saying. Part of the reason that I think... They targeted her. Is if you fire the guy who is in charge of Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania VFX, that's not that doesn't seem to be the scale of the problem, right? Like people complained about She Hulk, they complained about Ant Man, they complained about people from Ant Man being pulled over to Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, all of these different things that are going on, and who ultimately does the buck stop with? That's the head of VFX, right? Yeah. So particularly if you're looking for somebody prominent there who you could point the finger at, that's a much clearer thing, particularly to the investors behind the scenes who are like, yo, you're losing us money on these movies and TV shows. They're not driving the same type of traffic to Disney plus or anything like that. Somebody's got to go. So having somebody that high up, that's a way of saying, Oh, look, we got rid of the person who was the problem. However, and this is the other side of it, even beyond whatever Victoria Alonso did or didn't do, it doesn't solve the problem.
1: Right, exactly. And we're purely speculating. It could be any number of reasons that we don't know. But I agree. Like Firing someone is a fine solution to talk about, but it doesn't actually fix your problem. It doesn't actually move everything forward. It's just like a blame slash punishment thing.
0: Well, and if you think about it from a logistical perspective, it almost makes it worse, right? Because even if she was not doing a great job at it, you now don't have the person who was in charge of that thing. And yeah. you have thirteen million projects that are in development at the current time.
1: It's like when we fired the fourth host, Dave, and mm-hmm. um, and he was replaced. in charge of everything.
0: I don't even yeah. are we recording this? He, Dave was always
1: yeah. in charge of recording. The yeah, podcast. he pressed record. Pete, what's your take on this? Uh, Well,
2: first off, I don't fucking know. Uh, I I just think (laughs) it it sucks that uh, someone who uh, has an amazing track record like she has, who's been killing it um, since day one, got the shaft. So that blows. And it seems like they made it, uh, they piled a bunch of things on her and pointed it. You know, it just sucks when... The business side of things can ruin uh, some great creativity, and also someone who is very good at their job or whatever is going on. So, what if you uh, found
1: out that she was some sort of monster that like didn't bag and board her comics or something?
2: Well, then like, yeah, then she you just got to go. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough. I have no idea what's going on behind closed doors over there, what's really going on. But the fact that she's been there since Iron Man uh, makes me nervous because that was the real start of this new uh, Marvel face that we see. So,
0: Well, I think that gets into the bigger thing that is 100% pure speculation. is isn't based on anything necessarily, but I think her leaving should really send up alarm bells about what is going on at Marvel. We've been talking about this a bit anyway in terms of like we just said, the movies and TV shows haven't been hitting in exactly the same way. Certainly, a lot of people are feeling overwhelmed about the amount of content mm-hmm. through phase four, and we're like, eh, that's okay, I can go watch something else. Or, alternately, there are people who feel like the movies aren't as strong. They Justin, you've talked a lot about, what is the story of this? Where is this going? So, yeah for the first time, we felt like there were these cracks in Marvel's armor for the first time in a decade. And to have Victoria Alonso, one of this trio, out in such a shocking way, that's not a crack. That's like an arm of the armor falling off and no longer being there. And it makes me legitimately very worried about Marvel's future. Like, i they're not going to stop making movies. They're not going to stop making TV shows. But this, if anything potentially, and Pete's going to really react to me saying this, but potentially could be the beginning of the end for Marvel. Legitimately. Wow.
1: What a statement. Wow. What a strong doomsayer statement. I'm it not could saying be, but... it
0: is. I'm saying like it is the strongest indication that we could be heading in that direction that we've had so
1: far. Uh, perhaps. But I also think uh, Marvel succeeded in a uh, truly unprecedented way for the last decade. Mm-hmm. And there have been some missteps, but I think you can write that ship. And I think Guardians 3 will be a big step in that direction. And as long as they sort of follow uh, that thread, I think they'll be in good shape. But let's not forget that Disney... As the uh, corporate parent, they're also merciless when it comes to like, Mm -hmm. like goals. And if you're not meeting your mark, yeah, we're going to take, we're going to cut an arm off. And maybe that arm was this human being.
0: Yeah. Well, it sucks. And I don't think it's the end of it. This is the other part. I I won't get too much into it for various reasons, but I think this is just the beginning of this story. There's a little bit more to the (laughs) reason they used to get rid of her from Marvel that may lead to other things happening, law things potentially. So... Mysterious. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot more we're going to hear about this, and it may get worse before it gets better. But why don't we move on to some more fun news items. This is... The fluffiest possible news item, but Florence Pugh is touring around with her new movie that she's doing with Zach Braff. And of course, got asked about Thunderbolts. This was over on Games Radar. And she said, I don't know much about what we're shooting or what the storyline is, but I'm Great very news. lucky to be in this position. That family is a very supportive one. Whatever they give me, I'll act the hell
1: out of it. Love the vibe, but don't love the first half of that quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That it's. I mean not to tie it back to the first I this mean it's got to be hard
2: yeah. you you don't know what they're you know what I mean they they don't explain it to you it's got to be hard as an actor to kind of be like what are we doing like what's going on you know it's, well it's yeah but you really want i be the at-
1: the idea that she's like, oh, yeah, if you just point to me and say, act angry at this tennis ball, I will. It's like, oh, that was the literal problem with Ant-Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's also, we didn't talk about this last week on the podcast, but there was this quote that was getting passed around from Anthony Mackey, which I didn't write down. So I'm going to paraphrase here. And I think he was joking a little bit for effect, but he was talking about how Marvel gets him to read scripts and he was like yeah I don't know they call me in I gotta fly over to this computer with a password and there's an intern there sitting Cheetos and he's like come on hurry up and I'm like yo I'm dyslexic and he's like I don't care so <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a great atmosphere Marvel's creating there. This is the problem <laughs> and if you think about like this Ford's Pugh quote again she was asked on a carpet so she's giving like a quick quippy answer so I'm not going to read too much into it but yeah. there is the potential for like they put up that picture of Thunderbolts, and she was like, oh, am I in that? You know? Yeah. So not great. Not great.
1: Yeah, but also, like, we don't know how far along in the process. It may be that the, she hasn't really done much or, like, what we – I mean, maybe we do know more about how far along <laughs> the process we are. I guess I don't. So she, it may be that she's just not in it yet.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah uh here is another couple of quick hits daredevil born again is currently filming here in new york and maybe yeah. a little bit of a spoiler i don't really think so but seems like there are some scenes that are going to be flashbacks to the 90s including what looks like kingpin as a kid with hair pete have strong opinions about this sort of thing what do you think Well, that's uh,
2: that would be crazy, Um, and uh, I don't know if I want to see the Kingpin with hair. You know what I mean? Like uh, I like my uh, Kingpin just the way he is, but could be interesting. Uh, You guys, uh, I need you to be out there on the streets, seeing where they're shooting, what's going on, though. So you got to get out there, man. Start uh, checking out uh, some of the local. You know, get to Hell's Kitchen, see where they're filming, man.
1: I'm on the street poking. Anytime I see someone with a camera, I knock them over and said, hey, is this, is a Kingpin with hair here?
0: <laughs> hey, you guys shooting for Marvel? What's going on? I do love, I, I'm sure you guys have not been paying attention to this, but I do love whenever something from Daredevil Born Again pops up in my feed because people are going nuts. They're like, oh my God, here it is. The first look at Charlie Cox. And I'm like, he's wearing red glasses and a suit. We saw that for three seasons. Yeah. What are you guys doing here?
1: They're shooting the cool stuff inside, away from people. But Uh, King King with hair? Like, I'm down for a Prince pin. Let's see it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Last thing I'll say about this, there was also a set photo that came out of Charlie Cox walking by a church. And on the church, there was a date on there that was 2000. uh, And so people were like, oh, my God, this takes place during the blip. That's why Karen and Foggy aren't going to be there, because they're blipped away. Uh, I think it was just... That was just on the church. There was just a thing yeah. on the church. And it had a I don't, Yeah, they, they haven't don't, changed that sign since 2000. 100%. Yeah. Come to New York, fellas. You'll find out.
1: They don't do a lot of re-etching of ancient stones here yeah. um, for movie sets. That's something they do in post. But maybe a great way to cover Foggy is just be like, he was the one who got blipped permanently. <laughs> the foggy, one guy. Foggy blipped for our sins.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there we go. Two other TV things. Agatha Coven of Chaos has added yeah. composer Christopher Beck. Christopher Beck previously composed the music for the three Ant Man movies and also co scored Hawkeye. Ooh. Cool. Sounds Ooh, good to Christmas me. Christmas
1: music, maybe. Maybe it's all Christmas music. Yeah. yeah.
0: Musical numbers.
1: Yeah. I mean, this show, that series, the Agatha Covenant of Chaos, could easily have many musical numbers. That show is a real question mark about what's going to happen. I'm very excited
2: for that show. That could be
0: a really, really well done show. Absolutely. And this is clearly a composer that knows how to work in the Marvel Universe. I don't think the Ant-Man score necessarily jumped out at me or the Hawkeye score.
1: Favorite part of the Ant-Man movie is the score.
0: The score? Um, That's what the first one was all about was the score. The second one leaned a little less into the crime aspect.
1: Yeah. Hacha. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good. Yeah. That's. Uh, yeah.
0: But yeah, it's fine. You want? Uh, it'll be good. Uh, get Mark Shay I think it was Mark Shaman who did the musical numbers. So get them back. Oh no, it was the Lopez's did the musical. Yeah, numbers. of course. So yeah. Please get them to work on the show. Uh, and last but not least, Megan McDonald and Peter Cameron have joined Vision Quest as writers under Jack Schaefer as head writer and EP. Both of them wrote on WandaVision. So where Agatha coveted Chaos is doing whatever it's doing and seems the most direct sequel to WandaVision, this seems to be taking the WandaVision team and moving them onto a story of light vision, which is very exciting to me.
1: Well, and let me say, while it may seem that uh, Agatha is the the sequel, this feels like the spiritual sequel. That this will have the the what we loved about Wandavision and taken into a new direction.
0: Well, talk I about that. Yeah, what do you want to see out of Vision Quest? Because we know White Vision left after the whole ship of Theseus thing at the end of Wandavision. There's a whole Vision Quest storyline in the West Coast Avengers comic books. I don't think they're going to directly adapt that in any way because that doesn't make any sense. But what do you want to see here? What do you want to see in the storyline in the show potentially?
1: Um, I would like to see, even though it's a little bit duplicating the WandaVision stuff, I would like to see some of the Tom King Vision series um, Mm -hmm. here where Vision creates a family and tries to live a suburban life. I love that comic series, and I think there's a lot of just great adaptability there to bring that to TV. So that, and really what I want to see is Vision's version. I think these two series should almost like be bookends to each other. I want to see Vision's version of the quest of finding out who he is without his partner or like what his life is, basically.
0: Pete, what about you? What do you want to see out of Vision Quest? Uh, good show. Great. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Uh, I agree with that. I think, you know, to jump off of what you were saying, Justin, what I would love to see out of this, WandaVision, at least critically, is still the strongest show that Disney has put out. And I think at least part of that is how they executed it creatively on an episodic basis. So if they can really think about that, like, what is the creative execution? I don't need to see them do sitcom episodes except with Vision or anything like that. But what is the thing that makes this a show? Why are you doing this as a show? And beyond – this is the question they should be asking for all of these things. But beyond like it's a franchise extension or we like these characters. What can they do? What is the reason for having a show about vision and how are we doing it as a TV show? Given that you have Jack Schaefer, given that you have these two writers coming on and potentially more of the staff, that makes me very excited for the potential of something that can feel really, really special.
1: Agreed. Like, what if his quest is to um, coach up a struggling uh, British football team and try to make them win the league, you know?
0: Oh, Viz, oh. Viz Lasso?
1: V- yeah, Viz Lasso. Oh, man, that'd be great. Pete, Long would you be grosso. more into it then? Yes. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Pete, only giving hard, short answers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You got thrown by um, King with hair and you haven't come back since. Folks... Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. You can support this podcast and all the podcasts we do at patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come back out. We would love to chat with you about Marvel, Uh, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comic book club live.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay marvelous.
1: Hashtag Princepin.